means you get online after your messages. You know, you can't get it all up on one listening. There are things that are said sometimes, like, I don't know if the pastor said that. Have you ever just gone back and listened to a message and you're like, I, 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 I was there. I, I remember one a well-known minister, he said he, he'd, been at a, he'd been at a conference and um, he goes, man, I, I, oh, well, that's awesome. I've never heard him preach that before. And he goes, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the television and there I am sitting in the front row while he's preaching it, not even recognizing the very fact that he was sitting right there and I didn't even hear what he, that, that, what, that one little line that helped me a lot. See, the help's in the message. It's not in one sitting. How many of you ever had something, something mom made really good? Mom's beans. And I got some people in the ears picked up when I said mom's beans. And mom's got the beans. and you're, you're just, that, You know that that, that kettle isn't just going to be hit once. You hit once, twice, three times a lady, right? Because you know there's something good in there. And sometimes, you know, uh, I remember my mom would, she'd put some oxtail or maybe she'd put some uh, pork belly in there, but you're always fishing around for that extra good thing that's in there, right? So you got to take, you got to, that should be your attitude towards the word of God, that you're fishing around. You're going to make sure that you get that word that you need, get, because there's an answer for your life. There's answers for our lives. There's answers for our minds to be set free. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Father God, that as we get into your word, our, our hearts are receptive, our minds are alert. And we just thank you, Father God, that we are not just, just uh, children, Father, but we are maturing in the things of God. That we're, we're not staying the same, but that we're moving forward, maturing. Come, amen? Say, I'm maturing. See, you know, here's the thing. Paul said, when I, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I talked like a child, but at some point I put childish things away. Well, I'm just a teenager. It's time to put foolish things away. Can I get an amen? amen. And oftentimes there's things that God wants and is endeavoring to do to get into us. A couple years ago, a great man of God prophesied that the tent revival um, the anointing, the ten, uh, anointing revival, or the anointing that was in that healing, those healing days, were back, big time. Two years ago, two years have gone, come and gone, and and when you when you talk about something like that, the anticipation is that when you go into a service, you're getting healed, you're getting whole, you're getting bit set free. Have we been seeing some of that? Yeah. Can I tell you very honestly? We've seen a lot, but we, we have not yet. From what, what's happened in the past, <laughs> you haven't you seen nothing yet. You, if, if it's back big time, then what happened then should be bigger now than what was happening then. And we're not seeing that yet. Why is that? It's because we're not coming into the church ready to receive that. When we come to church, we're, we're just going, I'm just going to go hear the word. I'm not expecting anything. I'm just going to hopefully get my answer for the day. No, when you come to church, the expectation is I'm going to get my answers today. I'm going to get healed today. God's going to touch my heart. He's going to help me. If there's any, if there's any sickness on my body, the expectation, every time I come to church, I could be on my fifth time. I could be on my tenth time. I could be on my hundredth. I'm coming to get something. That should be your attitude. 
Because if you come in with the attitude that, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to church. I'm going to do my religious obligation. You know, I just go to church because my wife makes me. She pulls me. You know, that woman, if I don't go to church, she's going to nag me. You're going to just nag me to death. Right? No, you don't, you don't go to church because she's going to nag you. You go because you need some answers. You go to church because you need, you need, some, you need something in your life that you didn't have before. And you and I, we need something more. Amen. So like I said, if you can imagine of what happened in those days, we, we were not there. We're not there right now. Healings, boils coming off, people popping up out of their wheelchairs, blind eyes open, deaf ears open. Well, why didn't it happen? Because people ain't expecting. Well, pastor, that's not very nice. You're saying we, we, don't, we ain't getting stuff because we're not expecting. Yeah, you, can, you, can, you cannot get something you didn't, today because you didn't expect to get something today. Because you came in. You know, there was a woman who went to a meeting. She goes, if I get myself to that meeting, she goes, I know if I get myself to that meeting, I'm going to get healed. She already purposed in her heart. This isn't Texas. This is not too far from here. This is recent. In a wheelchair. She hadn't been able to use her limbs in years. Her husband, she, they didn't know what's going on. Even the doctor, she went to every doctor. She'd seen every specialist. Her body was falling apart. And she goes, and they, they didn't know what to do. And then he started going through medical issues. And then all they were in the middle of a, a, a phenomenal uh, healing revival that kind of broke out. And I think when a healing revival starts, guess what you do? I don't think you quit just because it's happening. I think you keep it going. If it goes on for months, you keep it going for months. That means you start bringing people with the experience. When you talk about church, come on, you need to come to church with me. Why? Because you need to get healed. You need to get delivered. You've got way too many problems. God wants to touch your heart. God wants to set you free. And, you, and you're not going to be set free unless you come to church with me. See, and, and you've got to start talking. When, you, when they go to church, so when you go to church, come with the expectation that your life is going to be different. Well, what if I go back and I start fighting again? Well, look, that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect when you first start coming to church. Don't mean everybody, but it just means you're, st- you're on the road to at least you're starting to make your life better. Ain't nobody here perfect. Ain't nobody here perfect. Don't, there was only one person that was ever more perfect than anybody else, and they done him in. His name was Jesus. So if you do it real good, then someone's going to kill you. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, um, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> but here's the thing. Ain't nobody here perfect, but that doesn't mean you continue to sin. Right. It doesn't mean you continue to live wrong. Right. There's two types of sins. There's the sin of commission and the sin of omission. Right. No, Pastor, now you're going to get my business now. Mm, Pastor, I didn't come for you to get my business. Well, I'm coming here to get you set free. Come on. Come on. The sin of com- commission is you know what you're doing is wrong. You know you're sleeping with the wrong people you shouldn't be sleeping. You know you shouldn't be drinking. You know you shouldn't be doing drugs. Yeah. You know you shouldn't be gossiping. Yeah. You, 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 know, you, you know you should be tithing, but you ain't tithing. Oh, wait, that's the sin of omission. You know, you know what omit, a, a sin of omission is? Or omitting? Because you're omitting things. You know, I should walk in love, but I'm not going to walk in love with that stinky husband of mine. You know, I should be tithing, but I ain't going to give because right now, you know, right now I got some things I want to do. And, you know. You're omitting things yeah. because you don't want to do it. That's the sin of omission. And you know, the sin of omission could just be just as bad as going out there drinking and smoking and sinning. Because you know what to do, and you're not doing it. A well-known minister had, had went over to speak to this gentleman 
who had been who who had been going to his church for a while. He'd been in the church for some 32 years, and the Lord, he went over there and he said, every time I put my hand on this man's head, and every time I put my hand on this man's head, I go, I, I pray for him, and the Lord is like, it's like I couldn't get the healing anointing. It's like the the, the presence of God, the healing anointing. Wasn't, I, it's like, I, it's no matter what I did, I could lay my hand. And it's like the healing anointing couldn't be released. And he, he said, finally, he said, finally, he got, he got, Lord, what's going on? And he says, Lord, the Lord told him, he says, this man has refused to judge himself over the years. He's refused, he's sinned, and he's refused to judge himself. You know, the scripture says, if you will judge yourself, you will not be judged. You got to judge yourself and not be afraid of judging yourself. What does that mean to judge your Lord? I, I, I've been living wrong. I've been thinking wrong. Help me with my thinking. Lord, help me. Please forgive me. You know, you know, it's, remember we said quick to repent, quick to forgive, quick to believe. So it's important to be quick to repent. Quick. Don't just let it just flow under the bridge. If you ain't tithing. You ain't giving. If you drinking and driving, you ain't drinking and driving. You better not be drinking and driving. You smoking. If, if you're not walking in forgiveness, you, you get that under the blood. Well, I'm, I am the way because my mom and my dad, they raised me. I got all this trauma. I got this PS, PSD. I got this. I'm going to say it wrong. I don't want to say it the way I'm going to say it. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody wants Because I got this special. I got this special illness. Yeah. I got something different that only one in 10 million got. Yeah. And they want to tell you and they show you their patch of honor. Of, yeah. Yeah, I got, see this disease right here? Yeah. Only the groundhogs get it. They don't even know how I got it. Yeah. I mean, come on. I know it sounds silly, but there's folks out there like that. Yeah. They'll just start preaching about all, all this go, they're going through. But, you know, the word's got to be bigger. So the word's got to be bigger than your situation. You got your, your situation. The word's got to be bigger than your unforgiveness. Well, my daddy done me wrong. He molested me. Oh, come on, I'm gonna, now I'm going to talk to some folks. Some people I'm gonna, might cry during the service. I'm just telling you. Because some people have been through heavy, some heavy things. They've been through terrible things. They've had people, you know, Joyce, I'm so glad. I'm not a, I don't follow Joyce Meyer too terribly much. But if you know her testimony, all that she's been through, and yet she still forgave her father. Well, he was, while he was molesting her, and she had to forgive her mom because her mom knew what her, what she was doing to her. Got real quiet in here in this, in this country church. Come on. I say country because it gets quiet. You hear the crickets. You mean I gotta forgive my daddy who did terrible, who 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 left me when I was a kid and and left me alone with my thirteen siblings to fend for ourselves? Yes, yes. You gotta forgive. You have to forgive. You mean I'm gonna have to forgive my mama for saying all those ugly things? She she she'd always discourage me, tell me I'm not good enough. I could never do it. Yes. Yes, you're going to have to forgive if you're going to get on the other side of healing. Yes, you, you want the miracles today. You want, you want what they had back in then. You're going to have to let some things go. I said you're going to have to let some things go. Too many people holding on. I don't want to let go. I don't want to let go. You know, there's a trick to catching monkeys. You know, the, the, the trap, you, you probably heard me preach this. You know the trick to catching a monkey? And they, this, they do this in Africa. What's your name again? Rich. They, this is how they, they get a trunk, and they put, some, they put some candy in that trunk or food in that trunk, and that monkey reaches in and grabs that food. And then the guy says, I'm going to get that monkey now. And I'm not, there ain't no rope on that monkey's neck. 
All he's got is hand, food in his hand, and all he knows is he's going to keep that food. And so that man can walk up, and monkey's like, ah, ah, but he's still got his hand in that food. He don't want to let go because he thinks it's his. And he's trying to hold on to what he has. But he doesn't know that what he has, if he would just let go, he could run free. Yeah. But that man, he comes up, throws a sack over that little monkey, <laughs> puts him in there, hauls him off, yeah. takes him to monkey jail, puts him in with the rest of the monkeys who stuck their hand in the trunk, who wouldn't let go. That's how the devil works. He comes, he sees you got your hand in sin. He sees you got your hand in unforgiveness. He sees you got, your, you got yourself in a bunch of trouble and you don't want to let go of some things. And that's how he gets you because you don't want to let go. Say, I can, I can. let go. Let go. Mm, I'm telling you, man, ain't God good this morning. I'm telling you, there's an extra double whopper with cheese anointing in this service today. Come on. Some of you, after I get done preaching, some of you are going to want to pay your tithe twice today. It's so good. I'm going to pay my tithe twice. Uh, today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let, let loose of my uh, uh, abandoned. I'm gonna just going to just let my hair down. And if you're bald, that's okay. Come on. See, God's moving in here. So open our Bibles to Mark chapter 5. I'm going to tell you this morning, what you will hear will carry you. What you will refuse to hear will leave you. You can lay hold for yourself. Jesus said in Luke 8, 18, he says, Take heed, therefore, how you hear, for whatsoever you have will be given unto you, and whatever you have, if, you don't, if you're not taking care of it, it's going to be given to someone else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So God's very serious about what you hear. Yeah. In other words, when you come to church, you better come with a good attitude, that you're here to hear. That's right. Well, Pastor, you know, Pastor done run me the wrong way. Tell me now already, it was already, it was a good start. He had me laughing, and then he had to get in my business, tell me how to forgive my mama. And that stuff, that business goes a long way back. Yeah. Mama called, my mama called the pastor, want to complain about me to the pastor. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to worry about pastor, anybody calling me. Someone comes to me and says, you know what Letty did? I'm a, <laughs> the only thing I'm going to say the only thing I'm, I'm, I'm going to say is, what did she do, Alfonso? No, no. no. I, I, I'm going to say, you know, he can say whatever he wants to say, but you know what, though? I'm going to say to him, let's take the mercy side. Take the mercy side. Walk in forgiveness. Walk in love. Let it go. Women, you need to look at your man and say, I forgive you. Look at him right now say, I forgive you. Say, I forgive you, you dirty dog. I forgive you now. You're going to have to say it in faith. Don't hit him when you say it, too. I forgive you. You know I forgive you. Ladies, look at, men, look at your women say, I forgive you. I forgive you. And I let it go. I let it go. I let go of that nagging. I let it go. I, I, let, I let all that, that, that just constant drama go. The, the, drama, the, the drama, I let it go. You just got to make a choice. Yeah. You, gotta, you have to make the choice to let it go. Yeah. Mark chapter 5. How, did we get there yet? 
Now a certain woman, you know, you've heard of this story. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and suffered many things from her many physicians. You know, she invested a lot of money to get set free, and she hadn't been getting set free. You know, that, that alone will get you upset. That alone will get you into some unforgiveness. Damn dirty doctors, all they did is steal my money. You know, they just stole my money. And you, and you go, I have a right to be angry. I'm going to call a lawyer. I'm going to get me one of them multi-million. I'm going to get millions of dollars just to make up. You, you do that, and you end up staying sick. Yeah. You know what I said? You'll end up staying sick because you're on forgiveness, and you're just trying to get money off of your sickness. You'll stay sick. Well, that's a freebie. People want freedom, but you can't get free if you got unforgiveness. She, she had spent all the money she had. She had, no, she, she had all the money she had, but got no better. The Bible says she grew worse. But when she heard, say, when she heard, about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. Brothers and sisters, I, I, as a lawyer today, I will declare that this woman was pit pocketing and taking a, a healing that did not belong to her. She took it. She's, I'm taking it. Jesus didn't know he, she was going to take it. You're like, who touched me? You ever go to, you ever go to feel like, you, where's my wallet go? I do that every time with my wife. I go, where'd my money go? <laughs> you know, it took me six months to report a stolen credit card because I, I found out the thief was spending a lot less money. I'm just telling you. That's a bad joke. <laughs> That's a bad joke. It's, it's not true. Pastor Melanie, don't spend money like that. It just makes me laugh when I say it because she, she says when I'm in the middle of saying it, she says, she'll stop. Don't tell that joke. That's, and it makes me even want to say it even more. So now she has to forgive me now. Because <laughs> with the lessons in the forgiveness now, right? Right. She's like, come on, please move on. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt her body, and she healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone, right? And he looked around to see who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knew what had happened to her, and fell down before him and told him, all that had happened. Did you know that if, if that if it's not in your mouth, if you don't have anything in your mouth to say prior to you getting something, you won't get it? She said it. She said in her mouth, out of her mouth, if I, if I show up to church today, I'm going to touch that garment. I'm going to get set free. If I show up today, and Pastor lays hands on me, today I'm getting set free. You know, today I need some. I'm coming because I, I have some serious needs. I'm expecting to receive something. Right. Well, and you know, the funny thing is, sometimes we just don't think that it's just all about, it's just about you. But we, we forget that that testimony wasn't just for her. Did you know that in the, right in the next chapter over, that people started getting healed by touching Jesus' garment? How did that happen? How did that work? Word gets out when things happen. You get healed, the word gets out. What happened? Your mind gets touched. You forgive people. Daddy shows up and there's a lot of hurt there. Dad, I forgive you. I love you. Let me give you a hug. Dad's going to tense up if he's especially he's not used to having hugs. He's going to be like, back in the day when I started hugging my dad, when, he, when I first got born, he goes, Dad, I love you. He goes, hey, man, hey, take it easy. Because <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> but he got saved. God softened that heart. Yeah. Then I hugged him and he hugged me. Right. But you know, 
even though that relationship's got to be good, you know, his relationship with his dad's got to be good. You know, you, your relationship with your father got to be made good. There's too much unforgiveness under little things and people don't realize that it's built up. It could be through a boss. It could be through a politician. You know, I pray for the president. The Lord corrected me how I was praying for my president. Oh, Lord, he corrected me because I always pray for my presidents. Sometimes I'm not praying what I should be praying. Lord, take care of him. Give him a good spanking this weekend. He needs a spanking. But the thing, well, number one thing is, no, i got to be praying. No, let Lord, let his eyes be open so he can see that he may know, expose the evilness and darkness that is at work yeah. so that this country can remain safe. Right? right? Yeah. I'm not getting enough forgiveness. Right. Well, they did this, they did that, they stole that election. I don't care about that now. Yeah. Now my focus is, you know, Daniel prayed for his nation. Yeah. He, pray, he prayed for his leader that yeah. hostily took over his country. Yeah. Yeah. Prayed for him. Uh, an aggressor he could have had daniel taken care of but he didn't instead daniel said this is not my leader this is what's been set in front of me so this is what i'm going to do i want to pray for that man forgiveness walk in love not being an agitator so that your life can stay peaceful you pray for those who in authority so that your life can be peaceful a lot of you don't get peace because you're not because you're not you always get angry and upset about what this I did and what they did, you know, they did this and they, they're trying to do this. And I know they're going to try to take our guns next. And I, you, you start getting all this anxiety and you start to twitch. <laughs> well, if you've got a lot of guns and you've, you've taken care of them, I'm sure they ain't going to be coming to get them anytime soon. Right? Protect them guns. Protect your wife. Protect your anointing. Walk in forgiveness. So walk in forgiveness. You know, we talk again, the miracle happened. People heard that she had received a miracle. She didn't complain about her past. People heard and it opened up the door for more miracles. How are we going to have the big time tent healing revival of yesteryear back time bigger than it was in? Come expecting. Come expect every time them doors are open. I'm coming expecting. Every time them doors are open, I expect God to heal me. I expect God to deliver me. I expect God to, to prosper me. Because every time I come to church, I'm getting something. I'm getting freer. I'm living freer. I'm thinking freer. I'm becoming the free and I'm staying free. Too many folks, you, you got to get, you got to get tired of living in bondage. Got to get tired of living like a slave. If you're sinning, you're, you're a slave. You ain't free. Yeah, but it feels good. No, you're in bondage, and you don't even know it. Like that monkey, he thinks he's going to have a, a little treat, but he's tied up. He don't even know that he's going he's to be tied up for a long time. And he knows that what he's, whatever he's holding on to, whatever he thinks he's enjoying for that moment, no, that's just freedom lost. That's freedom lost. When you don't talk right, when you don't think right, when you omit doing what's right, you're in bondage. Who, who wants to take up an offering right now on that? Just, that one. just take up another offering. Take up another offering. Oh, I'll get doubled today, Pastor, because that was just so for good for me. We, we all need to hear the word. We all, you know, it, it, you're, you're the word, you get convicted in the, on the inside of your heart. It's not someone, well, I, you know, every time I go to church, I just feel, I feel so low. Well, you shouldn't live, leave, low when you, uh, live, leave, leave low when you leave. 
you should feel like I'm convicted. And if you don't feel that conviction, the Bible says the Lord chastens whom he loves. And you feel like you got a little spanking today while you were at church. And then you say, you know what, the Lord, I, and if you sense that you got a little bit of a spanking, then you ought to know that the Lord loved you enough to give you a little patty pat on the behind this morning. It's better to get your patty pat here than go out there and get your big whooping. There's a lot of people getting whooped. And they, they, they just think God is just beating them up. No, that you're letting the devil beat you up. Ain't God beating you up. You're letting life beat you up. When you sin, you're serving a dark master. And he ain't nice. He ain't, he's a beater. He'll beat you. You can see the devil. He's just a small, scrawny guy with a wife beater on. He's just got the little tank top, white tank top. That's him. It's a sweaty, got oatmeal stains on it. That's the devil. That's him. Skinny, scrawny, you're like, I'm getting whooped by him. You get upset. You're like, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live beat anymore. It's time for me to live right, walk right, enjoy, enjoy the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. It's the goodness. It's the goodness. There's so much goodness that God has towards you. Well, I've been, I've just been sinning so long. Well, then don't sin no more. You know, that's what God, you know, let's read, go, let's go back to what Jesus said to her. He says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and, and, and be healed of your affliction. You know, God just don't want to just heal you. He wants you to be, go in peace. He wants you to leave this church in peace. Not worried about, I did so much wrong that I'm looking over my shoulder constantly. You know what I'm talking about them folks who just always get in trouble and always have to look over the shoulder? You know, the, 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 what does the Bible says in the Proverbs? It says in Proverbs, those who do wicked, they're, it's like they're, they're, you know, they're always looking over their shoulder. They, they even run when they think there's trouble because they do so much they always think they're in trouble. They're like, what's going on? They, there's no peace. But the righteous, they are bold as a lion. They can walk around knowing confidently there ain't nothing after them because they know they've done right. They know they've lived right. They know they're not admitting things dangerous it's dangerous not to it's, it's dangerous to walk up to light it's dangerous to walk up light and walk away it's dangerous especially when you know something it, it's 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 one thing well i'm fine right now everything's fine right now. oh the devil will leave you alone when you're right when, like i said he, I, I go doctor what the minister said he goes that person had been in sin for 32 years not doing right 32 you know what that is that's grace that's grace. God said, I gave him chance after chance after chance to get it right. I put him under people. I put him on lots of other people to get things right. And he just kept doing what he wanted to do. Kept eating, you know, just living how he wanted to live. He, you know, not tithing, not giving. He goes, he told him, I haven't been tithing. I haven't been giving like I should. I, you know, I kind of did. And then what I wanted, and, and, you know, and he was sinning when he, you know, just kind of living loose, loosey-goosey Christian. Yeah. And it caught up with him. It catches up. They're not here. Because we're a clean church. Well, I, don't, I'm, I hear you saying that, Pastor, but I ain't quite clean. I ain't quite there yet. No, you say, you got to start saying it right now. I am there. I am there. Start seeing yourself as you are there. You're stalwart Christian. Every person that comes to the church, the river church, is a stalwart Christian. Well, what's that mean? That means they're superstars and they're wherever they go. Well, I don't feel like it. Well, you may not feel like it, but I'm calling things that be not as though they were and you already are because on, born on the inside of you is the Holy Ghost. Right. 
you have the greater one living on, if you're born again, you just got to have more fellowship with him so that you can walk out the plan of God that is in your life because you can do it because he lives in you. He lives in you. You can do it. Say, I can do it. And when you walk out of this door, I heard Pat, boy, I really felt motivated. And you mess up during the week and you start to go, I can't believe it. Pick yourself up. You and my mom and daddy did if we ever felt little kids. You ever have a little kid and they fall on the floor? I can't do it. And you start spazzing out, flopping them, then just start having a, bit, a fit. Yeah. What do you tell them? Get up. What's, quit behaving like that. You ain't no baby. Mm-hmm. When you mess up and you make mistakes, repent. Pick yourself up. Right. Bible says the righteous fall seven times, but they, all, they always get up. Yeah. In other words, you don't stay down. You get up. Don't have pity on yourself because you keep making mistakes. That's dangerous, pity. Pitying yourself because you make mistakes. Feeling lonely because you make mistakes. That's devilish. That's how the devil keeps you longer than you you need to be kept. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. You remember the story of Ahab and, uh, and was it, what's it, Ahab and what was her name? Jezebel. He wanted some land. And he looked at Nate. I don't know how to say his name. How do you say his name? That little guy. There you go. How do you say it? Nabeth. That's my dictionary. <laughs> if I need it. My little encyclopedia. <laughs> he's, he's still portable. He's still portable. <laughs> Nabeth. How do you say it again? Um, Nabeth. Uh, Nabeth. Right. He said Nabeth. And Nabeth got my land. And I want that land, and I'm the king. And, and his, Jezebel says, well, you're the king. Why don't you just take the, take the land? He won't, he won't tell it to me. Because, honey, he's sitting there being pity, pitiful, crying like a baby. And she says, you're the king. Why are you crying? Honey, I'm going to take care of it for you. I'm going to get you that land, baby. I'm going to get you that land, sugar. Come on, that's okay. Don't worry. Mama going to get that for you. And what's he end doing? She ends up murdering him. They end up committing the sin because of pity, because of self-pity. Self-pity will take you further into places that you ought not be going. Cain and Abel. Cain slew Abel. Because Cain, because Abel gave a better offering. And he got respect, and the other did not get respect. Think about that. Most, we, most people want to ignore that story. One did an offering. They both did offerings. Both did offerings. One was accepted, and one was not accepted. One's, one, Paul said, this is a sweet-smelling uh, 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 giving. He recognized this isn't just a regular giving. No one else has asked, no other church but you. This is a sweet aroma not only to me, but to God. Sweet. Smelling. So you can have something that's acceptable and something that's not acceptable. And yet, because one person couldn't handle the very fact that they missed it and they didn't want to make it right, they were embarrassed, they decided they were going to get unforgiveness towards their brother because they outgave them. And they ended up murdering them over that because of unforgiveness. Because somebody did it right and you didn't do it right. Because mama approved of you and you didn't approve of me. Now I don't like mama and I don't like you. 
unforgiveness. You've always liked her. You never liked me. You're all, she was always your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> that sound familiar? Oh, you just daddy little girl. You mama little girl. Attitude, poor attitude, will never get you very get you going. Poor attitude will bring you low altitude. It'll keep you low. Good attitude. If you've had a stinking attitude and no one can stand you because you have a stinking attitude, you know, you can change your attitude. You know, there's a little thing you can do to make it right. You know how you, you, you this is a good start. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I was wrong. I was sitting in my, in my, in my um, study and, uh, you know, you're married for years. Women say things, so just, man, women, women don't say stuff. And you just get agitated. And they say it a certain way, and they've been saying it for years. And finally, I just said it. I said, I just had enough. I said, woman, I said, you said it this way. And then the Lord got on to me. He goes, you need to forgive that. Now that you told him, now you got to forgive. I said, you got to change that attitude because you don't like that. But now you have, you're starting to develop an attitude. I said, Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me, Lord, for having that attitude. Lord. And all of a sudden, I just felt like something just dropped off. It just got off of me. It looks like I could see clearly. But I had been letting this go because I wasn't addressing it. I wasn't talking about it. But once I got over and she understood what I, what I was saying, she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I don't even know if she said it was sorry. It didn't matter if she said it was sorry. Because now I realize I have to let it go. Now that she knows, I've got to let it go. It's, I'm done. I'm no, and you know, this is where this message came from. God says, you want, mir you want miracles in your church? You, got, you can't hold on to things. You want miracles in your life? He tells, sell your people. You want miracles in your life? You're going to have to let things go. You're going to have to do what you know to do. And don't admit what you know to do. People want freedom. But you've got to get let go of the treat in the log. You've got to let it go. Everybody's got something, a little something that's in that tree ex-boyfriend but he's so fine he's so fine like a red wine pastor every time i get around him i just i just like a little monkey i run up and put my hand and i just want to lay hold of him i gotta let him go got some friends we we all hang out i just gotta hang out with the rest of the mugs we stick our hands in that logs you gotta you know we because you know we work hard all week you know, we just got to let our hair down. You know, we, we have, you know, we got to have a little drinky drink, you know, just to make, make things feel better. No, you don't. That's sin. You don't have to sin. You don't have to hold on. You can let go. You can let go. Say, I am well able to do what's right and live right. I'll tell you what, I'm telling you what, men and women, boys and girls, you just start getting that change of thinking in your head. Yeah. You know, I'm going to honor my mama. I'm going to help my mama around the house because I'm going to be the man. Because one day, boys, you're going to get married. And you, you want to be able to take care of your mama the way, the way you know. Well, I, maybe I don't, you don't have an example. Maybe you don't have a dad around the house. But, at least, hey, you have Jesus to help you be the man God called you to be. You help your mama bring in the groceries. You help you. Mama don't have to ask you for nothing. You take care of mama. You take care of mama. Open the door. Help her with her books. Mama, what you need? Boys, that should be the first question that would come in your mouth. 
Mama, what do you need? Girls, Mama, what do you need? You, you need help in the kitchen? I'll help you in the kitchen, Mom. Whatever you need. You want me to help cut some onions? What do you, you, want, you need me to vacuum the floor, Mom? Same thing with boys. Teach them boys how to vacuum. Teach them how to clean. Teach them they don't have a maid around the house. You don't have a maid. Be a man. Take care of yourself. Learn how to iron your own clothes. All my kids learn how to iron at a young age. I remember Sophia was so short she couldn't even reach the uh, top of the iron board. (laughs) Both feet on top of the iron board. (laughs) Come out with her old clothes iron. Tell you what, it, it pays off. It pays off. If you do your job right, whoever your kids marry, they're going to want to keep that kid, right? You want you don't want you don't want anybody want. To, can I get can I get a refund on this one? <laughs> this one's rough, man. This is too this one's too mouthy. <laughs> so Olivia's believing the Lord was believing the Lord for something in particular, and one day it was happened to be, and she had never seen one invisibly, and I believe the Lord allowed her to see one visibly. We were driving home, and it's a four-legged creature a particular four-legged creature that we've never seen even town locally. And, um, and, the, and, 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 I, and I know she wants one. I said, yeah, baby, if you want one, you can go out and buy, buy yourself. So now she's like, uh, she's, she's got her eyes and her heart fixated on this. But I'm going to tell you something. She's a good girl at home. She helps her mom. She cleans up. She does things. Is there more things she can do? Absolutely, yes. I've got a list I'm formulating right now as I'm putting my <laughs> message down. She can do this. She can, Daddy. She can do this around the house, but she takes care of church business. She helps. She's a great help to the church, and I believe that because when you're a big help to the body, to the local church, God is able to do something in your house. You want God to do something in your house? Take care of that. Your local church. Take care of the people in it. Love on them. Hug on them. Ladies, hug ladies, and men hug men. You got to clear that up. You got to clear that up. Pastor said we all need a hug. And baby girl, you're looking good today. No, we got we got to clear that up right away. You got to clear that up right away. Bible says to greet them with a holy kiss. <laughs> My daughter goes, ew. <laughs> Amen. So you can do it. You can do it. Come on. Full of joy, full of peace. You have to sweat because you know the devil ain't at your heels. Amen. Pastor Nancy's coming. We're ready. Marilyn Newbar's coming. We're ready. Get back on those lines. Get back online. There's a lot of folks here that ain't listening like they should be listening. And we, and we don't put that stuff on air just on, on the thing. So, so we, you know, oh, we got a lot of listeners. No, we put it on there so that we can stay on the same page and so that we can renew our mind to the Word of God. Because we need constant renewal. Say, I need constant renewal.